Hey everyone, welcome to the Opera Sky podcast. My name is Ricardo Monegas and I will be your host. On this podcast, we would like to share valuable knowledge, lessons learned, and stories from entrepreneurs, investors, and managers while running their businesses. We strive to ask the right questions and discover insight from our guests so you can apply them in your business and life right after each episode. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Hello everyone, today we will have the pleasure to talk with Anna Basesteiner. She's originally from Austria and she's currently um, making the role as a COO in SR Guide, which is a creative content company, um, book publishing company, and they define themselves as um, the lonely planet for entrepreneurs, right? And as well, they are really, really interesting tools for startups, investors, and showing the entire ecosystem in different parts of the world. So this conversation will be really nice. So we will talk today about the experience of Anna, her personal story, and all about the business potentially and the future of the business, and also maybe about her on a startup that is what she's currently developing in parallel of working with the startup guide. So it will be a really nice episode. So welcome, Anna. Thank you very much for joining us. Hi, Ricardo. Thank you very much for the invitation. Very happy to be here today. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> By the way, how was your summer? <laughs> My summer was nice, actually. Good. I uh, spent two months in Austria in the mountains where I'm uh, where I'm usually from and since we with Startup Guide went remote first currently this was also a really nice option now to work here more closer uh, to my family and yes really enjoyed it being a little bit um, in the fresh air and up in the mountains. Great great so you walk a lot right every day was some kilo a lot of kilometers or? Uh, I, yeah I <laughs> I do uh, enjoy mountain sports a lot. So, of course, in the weekends we did some tours and we did some uh, things to explore and visited several like mountain tops and lakes. So this was really nice. Good. So now talking more about your personal journey into what you're currently doing in, in, in with a startup guide and your startup it's like what how do you define yourself and what is your background so how do you arrive to the current role that you are making yeah um i how do i define myself so i'd say i'm a very intuitive uh, in, intuitive person and usually also very positive I try to live and also experience uh, life and work and relationships in uh, to the fullest. As said, I grew up in the south of Austria in the mountains, so I'm deeply connected also to outdoors and to nature. And I grew up in a bakery, so my father runs a bakery in the fourth generation. Um, which also means that from being very little, I was always involved in the company and from from my childhood on, I got a very good sense, I think, what it means to uh, run a business and to live a business because I literally like had my 
bedroom above the bakery and uh, the flagship store everything within was in the same building and, and the bakery business is running kind of 24 hours a day so you get a little sense about what it means to be like there and and have um, a business running every day all day um, and I am now the COO of Startup Guide and uh, what I do currently is I'd say I navigate the, the ship together with CISO whereas I'm usually based in Portugal where we have our second office also the majority of the team is based in Portugal and Sicily is based in Copenhagen in our headquarters. Yeah so you you coming from a family running a bakery and then uh, you are working into the content creative <laughs> market working with the startups and so on um, what, what did you learn from your father and the bakery to arrive like that this has helped you on this role of COO? Do you, do you have any things about that? Or, yes. Or is it a complicated question? No, maybe? no, it's definitely not. <laughs> of course, there were many steps in between being, um, being a, like uh, growing up in the bakery and then landing uh, with Sisla in her startup guide. Um, but definitely what helped me a lot um, also growing up with an, I would say, entrepreneur as a father, I always call him that, um, although he wouldn't even know probably what the term exactly means, um, helped me a lot to understand how important it is to be flexible, to be adaptive, to be more solution oriented and like be open for different kind of things and situations. And I think that that were um, like learnings I could definitely take to Startup Guide, which also helped me there because Startup Guide is also a very dynamic uh, company, a very dynamic project. We work in many different cultures with many different people around the world. And we are still kind of in a startup, um, how to say, um, kind of in this startup spirit, you know what I mean? So we are working very um, flexible, dynamic, like we really adjust to a situation as it comes. Um, we are very open to pivot if it's uh, needed to. So that is definitely something I also learned back home. So. Okay, well, that's an important uh, <laughs> skills on these times with a pandemic and so on. So to be flexible yeah. and adaptive to to the to the situations, right? Um, and if we can go through um, your journey, uh, how many? Uh, let's say you were working. What is your background, and how do you arrive to work as a COO? So what brings you to it, and is something because you are passionate about operations and how to be, let's say, the the right hand of the CEO or, or it was just a coincidence or how it worked? So my background is um, business and management. I studied management, economics and strategy. I studied in Vienna, then uh, in Bangkok, where I did a program for international marketing in emerging countries. And then I did my master's degree in Lisbon. And in between, I worked uh, for BMW in Munich in the strategy department to also gain a little bit of sense um, how it is to 
or if it's really something I would consider working in a really like super steady traditional corporation like BMW, which is also a very great, uh, very great company. Um, I did um, two other jobs in corporation and also gained some international experience in the um, embassy and chamber of commerce in Argentina, where we worked with different companies from Austria that wanted to um, export to um, Latin America. So we were responsible there for three countries. Uh -huh. um, so from that experience, I could figure that I am super interested in working with different cultures and working internationally, definitely, definitely. And working in an area that is very um, customer-faced and sales-driven also and, and um, strategy-focused. And I met Sissel in Lisbon by coincidence. It was really um, not planned. We were introduced via email via a friend uh, of both of us and uh, basically met up for coffee that was, I think, in 2017 or so. And I felt it okay. like we really connected. Um, I didn't know Cecil before and she told me about uh, her startup guide and the, the first books um, she published. And I was very, um, I was very amazed also by her drive, by her personality and she invited me to come to Berlin to work with her on a project um, that was still during my master's. And by working together, we had, like I said, a, a very good connection. And I started then after finishing my master's, I started to uh, join full time in Lisbon because we were just about to open also an office in Lisbon. So that was back then the third office. The first one was in Berlin, the second one in Copenhagen. And then... Um, the third one in Lisbon and yeah that was basically very very um, very by coincidence as said and I the one one reason why I of course wanted to join and why, why I wanted to continue working was because it was startup guide was back then also so in the um, in a phase where there was so much potential it was like just popping out guides in Europe and that gained kind of a lot of, of, of traction and reach and then we saw that there is so much potential also for other continents for example and it was just like fun working in that team, fun working with CISO, um, I loved her passion, authenticity and also like how caring she was and I think that was also one of the reasons why I never thought of just like leaving in a sense back then because I think it's super important besides having like a cool job that you like that is one thing but the other thing is that I find it super important to choose the right people to work for or with because in the end it will make up quite a good amount of time actually and your energy and yeah there were always new projects and yeah. adventures and um, yeah, when when I then joined full time, we started basically the Asia journey, and I started to build up the brand in the Asian countries. So we did projects in Singapore, in Bangkok, in Japan, in five cities, and had partners up to the um, really interesting uh, governmental organizations that wanted to 
you know, encourage and, and, and build up innovation and the startup ecosystems and just do good also for, for entrepreneurs. So. Okay, okay, sounds good. Yeah, so I think we have been mentioning, of course, a lot of, uh, we are been saying a startup guide, a startup guide and so on, but maybe we should say more or less what is the current, um, how would you define a startup guide as a business and what is the present and maybe what what is the future? How do you see it happening? or Or what are you trying to solve and how are you going in that way? I mean, maybe it's too many questions I put together, but it's kind of talking about what is the current status and where are you going at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I can also, in case our listeners uh, don't know so much about Startup Guide, mm -hmm. I can also quickly touch upon the, the small story about how the whole project started. Yeah, there are a lot of books, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Startup Guide was founded by Siso Hansen when she was in her early 20s and uh, she moved to Berlin back then. And in those years, Berlin was considered as the entrepreneurial hub, kind of. Everyone, every startup founder, every entrepreneur went to Berlin to basically build a business. And it was also supposedly very easy then to start a business there, right? Um, and Sissel, after running some project already in Denmark, her next milestone was really founding a business in Berlin and moving there. However, um, it was in the end not so easy as expected. Coming to a new country, to different systems, new language, new like tax system. Tax system in your own country is always a pain, but then imagine a German taxes, tax system. <laughs> um, So that was basically then not how, um, how the whole thing was expected to be. But since Cecil is a very um, like switched on personality, she was meeting with a lot of people, learned about the ecosystem and basically wrote everything down in her own Google Drive. So um, having that saved for herself, um, you know, what, who are the right people to talk with, what is important to know about Berlin when you want to start off, what um, does the city offer um, for, for founders, what um, do you have to consider when you start off in terms of, you know, legal stuff. Um, so basically when she had all that together, uh, she talked with with a friend and, and the friend by, by coincidence was a publisher and jested and said, hey, sh you should actually make a book about this. And that in long story short was how the Startup Guide was born. And um, the first book that came out was the Startup Guide Berlin. It was back then supported from Ernst and Young who covered the production cost. And there was also a small launch event in Berlin where everyone that was featured in the book the startups, the, the experts, the co-working spaces, they all showed up, of course. It was a really nice get-together. And the uh, book was sold out after 48 hours. And from that moment on, the Startup Guide grew organically. So more and more cities followed. Uh, and now we have published book for over 50 cities worldwide, also countries. So we did, for example, Switzerland, uh, Japan, Germany, very recently um, on the German impact ecosystem to really portraying the most innovative and impactful players around the world. Um, and that is basically how everything started. And the mission actually didn't change so much um, because that was also your question, like what is the status quo? So uh, for Startup Guide, it was always very important to close the information gap. That is often a problem for starting 
um, entrepreneurs and um, basically making it possible for people for people anywhere to start a business everywhere to make just this nice entry point and open up some doors by offering this very handy and curated high quality resource about an ecosystem. And second, for us, we discovered over the, the, the work with different cities and ecosystem that it's also very important mm -hmm. for lesser known ecosystems to gain an international spotlight because it was always the talks about Berlin and Silicon Valley and maybe London, you know, are like the big cities, capitals and innovation hubs. But there are so many, let's say, second tier cities out there where a lot of information, uh, innovation actually comes from and is happening. Um, so for us, it was then really important to help them to get this exposure, to help the cities and their key players and, and share the stories. And one example for that is, for example, Japan, because Japan is quite closed or was quite closed a couple of years ago still towards the, the Western world in terms of, you know, what is happening in the ecosystem. Even when we started doing our work there in 2019, it was... Um, really a dispersed ecosystem that there was not like a strong community but there were a lot of initiatives and, and startups also and, and a lot of very interesting and, and cool projects coming from uh, especially tech and for us we, we saw then how how impactful the work we do is actually in that kind of ecosystems like Kyoto, Fukuoka, Sendai you know that these are cities that are um, you know, not as well known as Tokyo, for example, or back to Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. So that was for us always really important to um, highlight them as well. So basically, <laughs> summing up, <laughs> it's um, it's really to to guide people through different startup ecosystems to build a first entry points and to democratize entrepreneurship in that sense. Great. Um, yeah, and it's changed a little bit right now. So we are growing, we are expanding, we are uh, we are always asset, we are dynamic. So it never stops. I see that in tessarguide.com website you have, of course, blogs, uh, really nice content and blog posts. So this is uh, something that you have been doing uh, while releasing books right for every city and exactly. is this something that is going to be more the future for you to create more digital content or how do you see it coming in, in the future in well even now and the next months and years exactly yes we definitely try also to um, go away a little from only doing the book publishing we're doing actually a lot of things already um, besides the book publishing only and uh, that that is also why I meant that our um, purpose or mission changed uh, slightly so for us um, our goal is to really amplify the voices of those that want to like do sustainable innovation uh, internationally and this is why we first of all also created this startupguide.com which allows us to spread our content um, digitally, which guarantees us a wider reach, obviously, and gives us also more flexibility. That's the first part. The second part is we created a data platform. It's called um, Impact Index. 
and impacts index features the most impactful startups. So we developed a methodology that really ranks startups according to their impact. And it can be compared a little to um, Forbes 500. Mm-hmm. Understood. Right? Yeah. If, if that is maybe something to, to make it easier to understand. Besides Impact Index, we are hosting um, a conference, a sustainability conference now on the 26th of October in Denmark. It's called Impact the Future. And it's going to be all about uh, sustainability in business, sustainability in leadership, in in, in cities, we have a really, really nice and high-profile uh, speaker agenda. And this is basically all the, the little blocks, basically, that together then make Startup Guide as it is now. So um, there's definitely now way more than solely the book publishing. Got it. And in this process i assume you have been creating a really interesting team with different skills and so on right so um, if someone wants to start imagining a media company or a creative content company so can you give some advice what team members are crucial and how do you see that process yeah so um our team is very special and also the selection process um, has been very um, steady actually over the, the last couple of years, I'd say, because we actually do put a great emphasis on the cultural fit and value this even more than having only like kind of the hard skills. Um, we had some really good example also that validated exactly that this is the right approach for us. So we do, of course, hire according to the position, you know, what skills are needed. But first and foremost, the fit um, and personality and motivation of the person is more important to us to make the team complete because one foul there can really influence the whole energy of a team and that's quite powerful and uh, since we are kind of a, a small team like with low hierarchy it's very important that we very thoroughly select who is joining and what is the motivation and does the does the um, cultural cultural fit uh, align with ours uh, one of the what, what I was trying to question as well was like uh, imagine if you well right now what is the roles that you have in internally in the team that are really mm -hmm. core mm -hmm. to develop the books and to develop blog posts and make really nice content and the impact index happening yeah yeah definitely so we have a, a variety of different skilled people which are all like on the same level, super important. Um, we have our uh, production manager, Egle, who is also with Startup Guide, like even longer than I am. Um, she was starting, I think, four or five years ago. Um, she's running the, the global production. She's like a, a very coordinated mind, basically working with all the freelancers around the world. And we work with over 150 freelancers per year. For the book so you can imagine what kind of coordination skill and also yeah. <laughs> um, calm personality she has to be uh, our design team is crucial of course because we need them to 
to not only design the books and do the layouts but also like startup guide has a very strong visual uh, language as well so it's very crucial that uh, we have um, our design team set and we are also super happy Joanna, Kat and Dani have been with us also like for over three years so we we have those roles um, that are very steadily going with us and growing with Startup Guide. And then of course, um, marketing, content production, uh, editors, then we have all our global freelancers, which are not part of the core team of Startup Guide, but which are as much of team members as everyone because we work with them on an international level. That means for every city that we do a book, we hire a local production team. This consists of um, photographers, journalists, um, project managers as well. So those guys are obviously also super important to make the book happen in the end. Great, great. And how long is the time frame to make a book, for example, a project like a book? So uh... That is on average eight months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It can be faster, but on average it's like eight months. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great production with a lot of people. So of course, understandable. And do you, in all these years that you are working with a star guide, do you have one story that could be interesting that that maybe you know like someone read the star guide and he started a business in the country that he was reading the book or he did a good connection that bring him to the next level of his professional life or personal life so do you um, do you collect some feedback like that or yeah definitely we collect a lot of feedback also on um, like the effectiveness of the book and the, the the level of inspiration what is hard however to measure and to say is how many books based on reading the startup guys have founded a business because the book usually serves people to really navigate around so they wouldn't probably necessarily communicate back to us if they started just based on the startup guide but we definitely got a lot of feedback um, in terms of inspiration and also the the courage that startup guide uh, gave them to start off and to do the thing and uh, what is especially loved by people is our founder section so the section where we have interviews with founders that successfully have um, established business already and started or have you know stories about failure as well it's not always successful uh, businesses that help and motivate and inspire you also need to um, you need to listen to failure because that is where you can probably learn even more from and um, so this is definitely also the section that we get the most responses for and and positive feedback in terms of inspiration and, and helpfulness okay and so since you have a really vast network of, let's say, investors, government institutions, founders, and so on, um, you, you as a team, you as Anna, and of course your team has considered like learning a lot, make based on those stories and so on. I assume, right? Like you are basically collecting all these stories. Yeah. And you are as well are taking all this knowledge and applying it to a star guy, I assume, right? Yeah, we 
we we do and what was also kind of a, a nice outcome of this from our team was actually when COVID happened when we all were, went to lockdown and when in 2020 the the pandemic basically hit us all hard mm-hmm. um our team um basically shared something that really came from the heart which was that we actually had a lot of stories and we had so much um, interfaces and connections to people and founders and organizations all over the world that we wanted to share stories of people or organizations that during that time of the lockdown and the pandemic were usually, you know, everyone was basically Mm. um, smashed down in a sense and affected. We really wanted to share stories that motivate and inspire people. And this is uh, when we actually created our first digital magazine, which is called Flip. And in Flip, we really sourced and curated eight founder stories um, from all over the world. So we have one in South Africa, Japan, we have Lisbon, where different organizations or people really pivot, like took this crisis and pivoted and just said like yeah you can hit me but i will stand up and yeah this is also what on the one side inspired our team and then on the other side also motivated us to uh, bring this out and share this with our audience and people mm-hmm. so well i was gonna make a question about how what happens when covid hit um, to the star guide team so i think you more or less answered it already but maybe do you have any other, let's say, retrospective, like since we are already more than a year into this situation, so it's like, um, do you think you, you have learned something out of this experience that maybe can help someone else to move forward in their businesses or in their startups? Yeah, like, of course, I think this time was hard for everyone because every every one was faced with so much insecurity or uncertainty back then Mm -hmm. so we didn't we like nobody was quite sure what's going to happen with the economy what's going to happen with all the regulations we of course with all our books we have uh, scheduled book launches and we have events in every city which all of a sudden you know were not happening again and we also had like uh, we were um, working with with big partners that of course were were affected themselves so there were some struggles then obviously but I think what helped us a lot is that as a team we decided to pull through that which was very powerful so we stepped back a little bit we um, basically rearranged our working routines we went back to fully remote and we established routines you know to make this virtual working um bearable and also works right now so we set up several routines throughout the week to stay connected uh, virtually Um, my colleague Egle um, established a meditation routine every Wednesday for example we did like virtual coffee chats chats and all that Um, and then of course we adapted we um, tried to be flexible so we couldn't have any more launch events so we switched to having everything virtually um, we did we, we did run the same events actually the same agendas like we did in person we did run it virtually we had breakout sessions we had networkings we had like different kinds of speakers lot it was just happening virtually in that sense and 
Um, even though maybe in the first couple of weeks when the pandemic hit and everyone was kind of super uncertain about what's going to happen, I think we as a team really tried to pull through together and in the end made the best that we could out of the situation and just adjusted and adapted. Sounds really good. Okay, in this all this process, I assume as well, you are evolving, right? Like as a person, professionally and so on. So maybe if you can share with the audience, if you have some books, podcasts or any resources mm -hmm. that are helping you on this. Of course, all the guides of the Startup Guide, I assume, but is there anything yeah. else that you as an operation manager um let's say find really useful that is out there in podcast resources and so on yeah so definitely as you said already read through the startup guides and especially <laughs> hot tip check the founder stories uh, really really cool insightful uh, you can learn a lot you can get inspired a lot and then i would really um like to ask you guys to check out our social media channels on that uh, specific questions of podcasts and books because our marketing manager Anastasia um, put together a really really nice compilation of podcasts and books that we as a team um, basically voted for and everyone shared some suggestions uh, about their favorite must-reads and must-hears So you should definitely check out Startup Guide on, on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook and check that out. Good, good. Well, yeah, as you can see, I, I read some of the guides. Yeah, I saw it already. So yeah, they are really <laughs> useful. Um, yeah, I even connecting with some of the founders of the guide and, and talking with them about their stories and so on. So it's really nice. Cool. Okay, um, imagine you need to start a business and um, i think we are gonna talk about that in a few minutes as well like uh what would be based on your experience of what you read in the guides and so on what institutions someone sh or help should be looking for it can be a mentor so what would be your recommendation for someone wanting to start a startup uh, that it can be tech or it can be impact driven um In, in Europe, let's say, but because of course in every country could be different, but maybe there are some similarities in, in the European ecosystem. Yeah, I must say it's really a little different from country to country. And I made the experience myself as I was starting uh, my own uh, business on the side in Austria. And it's totally different here than for example doing something in Portugal or doing something in Denmark so there's all different kind of regulations and also institutions but maybe as a general tip I think that would apply for every country I would always first check if the the government or the city depending on on where you are has some specific um, departments or uh, support for startups that's almost in every city Uh, in some it is really really strong and really um, like really good and helpful in some others it's less but that's always a good first entry point to at least learn what you need in terms of you know all this um, not so fun bureaucracy and that everyone that does a business still has to do you mean about the font of legal and accounting and finance 
<laughs> exactly like all like usually also in our startups guides you will find a lot of go-tos uh, to the, the city organizations then that can help where you find okay this is where you have to register this is what you need this is where you maybe have to go so through that so that is would be like a first uh, kind of um yeah tip and advice and the second would be to really try to connect with uh, people that did found something similar or not similar depends really on the person and how you connect with um, to learn from them and ask Good. them questions. Thanks for information. Yeah, I know that at least in the in your guys you have a, a directory at the end, right? So it could be interesting to explore. And of course, exactly, if the yeah. if the city where the person wants to start a business is in the Star Guide, but I think yeah. so. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> um, Good. Um, maybe we can switch a bit to to talk about your current uh, venture that you are trying to build and uh, your new side, let's say project, yeah, uh, that you are building. So maybe we can talk about that. Is is okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love um, So what what is this about? What is the name or? Yeah. yeah. So in very short. Um, I, I said I grew up in a, in a bakery in a fourth generation, so we are very kind of um, a traditional company. It's a bakery, and my great grandfather started it, so it's very kind of a very traditional business in that sense. Uh, I am super connected also to the the bakery and the business. However, I went to um, you know foreign countries, different jobs from a from a young age already. Um, and what I must say, what I still always missed, I think it's very obvious if you grow up in a bakery, is like really good bread, bread from home. So what I and my dad always negotiated about, so uh, how I can basically take as much bread as possible and store it that it's like as fresh as possible. <laughs> so long story short, we came up with the idea to create a flour blend that is very similar or that delivers a very similar at, at most like the same bread as we have at home N only natural ingredients and actually comes with real sourdough bread uh, with real sourdough sorry mm -hmm. that in the end you have a mm -hmm. real austrian sourdough bread with only natural ingredients and um the brand is called we bread and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somehow it started as a small idea between me and my dad and we tried it out with different friends and had some prototypes in the sense. And I got a lot of positive feedback and friends said, hey, you should actually, you know, you should sell this because it's really cool and it's so easy to make because in five steps you can do your own bread. Um, and that is how then We Bread was born and I launched an online shop th uh, this summer um, about... One and a half, half months ago, it's on webread.com, and um, yes, it has been a very exciting and, and fun journey so far as well. There's a lot of learnings that come with it, um, but first and foremost, I'm super happy to do it because it's a, a really a project from the heart, and I think you know it's on the mm -hmm. one side con connecting my family the tradition of, of baking bread, the handcraft, but on the other side, the digital world and the, the internationality that I also live for. And I think if something really comes from the heart, then it's per se not wrong. So um, I'm very happy and it's also nice to, to do that project as kind of a family 
project between my father and me. We got a nice feedback because we implemented a, a simple QR code actually on the back of, the, of each back of the flower mm -hmm. plants where you can with uh, your phone basically direct, directly get to the to the video how-tos that explain like step per step, step by step how you do the bread. And that was for many people here also that were not, you know, connecting bread so much with uh, digital. Um, very helpful, they said. So Yeah, yeah, it looks really nice. I will explore the... The, the website and of course ideally make some orders yes so yeah. you should deliver to the Czech Republic <laughs> yeah we do good okay so neighbors of Austria so it should be okay 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 um yeah so I'm really excited for you on this journey so uh, really nice job that you are doing with the Star Guide and as well with we bread now so hopefully everything continues in a good path so thank you very yeah. much for for your time today Anna um, I don't know if you have some final comments about in general in your journey as an operation um, person or COO right so um, because I assume you are doing more or less a similar role in your new startup right or how do you feel on that? Yeah, um, in, in Startup Guide, it's obviously a little bit more established in that sense, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, we've read is really starting from scratch. Startup Guide is way more established. And um, yeah, but it's in both ways. I really love uh, doing that. I really love working um, on, on those projects. I really love working with Startup Guide. By the way, Sissel was one of the first one ordering from WeBread, so that was also quite um, quite nice that everything is is so well connected in, in what we do with Startup Guide and, and overall. And yeah, I uh, would definitely say like what works for me is um, to stay, especially in these times right now, where we still are in very big uncertainty, I find in comparison, um, to stay open, to go a lot with your intuition and to be also very attentive about what's happening around you and uh, to question things, definitely. Um, and to always value people first, I think that is what what is very strong in Startup Guide as well, that we are very people-focused um, company. Great. You mean that people is really important because if not, there will be any guide or any, any result, right? So you need to keep uh, that everyone is happy with their job and, and can move forward. Yeah, no matter how big your team is, I think, like... like source to people carefully that you work with and and have a good good collaboration and relationship with them definitely and in terms of work um like operations and day-to-day -day work my big advice is to just um push and put away multitasking a lot and try to try to do more focused work. I feel that this is something that in our generation is definitely um, hard and is being forgotten sometimes in those positions that are 
sales related and, and customer conversation related? Yeah, that's actually an interesting topic. I think we can stay here talking more about that. <laughs> Sadly, we don't have too much time more, but um, basically, yes, uh, like to have focused time is complicated. Maybe you should hide the phone or and hide all the notifications. That's something you do or how do you try to keep focus? <laughs> uh, yeah, what I do, I usually uh, plan my work day ahead. So I try to really plan and, and then I also feel more calm. That works for me if I know what's, what's more or less going to happen. Of course, there's always space for un unknowns. Um, but what I try, because my jobs, my daily responsibilities, they include a lot of, you know, like calls, meetings and conversations with clients or with the teams and emailing. So there is a lot of, of, of back and forth. So what mm -hmm. I try, despite having this as main, uh, say, task or responsibilities, I always try to put um, like some deep work blocks into the calendar mm -hmm. and try to to not forget how to like actually focus on things because I, especially in our generation as said I think that we tend to do so much multitasking and get distracted not by only one thing but by like 25 at at the same time and yes I think that what helps me a lot and I also w will continue doing that yeah that's a really nice advice and yes I, I try to apply the same but of course sometimes you cannot do it if some emergency yeah, appears yeah, but but yeah it's ideally that would be the best case scenario yeah <laughs> so thank you very much Anna and maybe my last comment is if someone would like to reach you out and maybe ask for your advice or know more about the startup guide or someone wants to do a startup guide in their city so how can they approach you yeah, yeah. Like, very welcome. I would be happy to hear from you. Just reach out either via Anna at startupguide.com or info at startupguide.com. You can also check out our homepage, startupguide.com, where you'll find uh, all emails and then, of course, our social media channel. So wherever you feel comfortable, you can reach out. Um, if you're interested in hearing more about WeBread, I'm also reachable there um, on social media, we.bread or Anna at webread.com. Yeah, sorry to forget to mention the bread lovers. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget to say, well, if someone wanted to have a good bread, so as well, you have the connections. Do not, do not forget to check out our posts on the podcast and books, definitely. There are some really, really good pics from Cecil, from me, from Anastasia, from Egle, So Okay, so maybe the last point is like, if you have to choose one of those podcasts so what is what, what what was your recommendation maybe just only um, one. i thought you're gonna <laughs> ask me maybe books which would be easier in that sense okay so we switch the question to books <laughs> um, i would recommend how to live uh, meaningful lives is quite interesting the five temptations of a ceo is also quite interesting um and yes no i want you guys to really see the posts <laughs> i know where you want to get me <laughs> yeah so you want more visitors in the website right so <laughs> okay so thank you very much anna so of course everyone who can listen 
can go to starguide.com and look for the books and podcasts. So that's the mystery of the episode, <laughs> so that you can visit. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much um, for your time, all your advice, your stories, so success in the journey. And of course, hopefully the future will go better and better than it's already in a good way with all the books and and all the content that you have provide to the world right <laughs> thank you very much for having me and yeah i wish you all the best as well and i hope and i'm sure that we stay in touch <laughs> of course thank you bye <laughs> bye Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights. Feel free to share with your friends and looking forward to seeing you next time.